Welcome to Voices Internacional, a podcast where students, staff, and families will build community. All right. Well, welcome to this is now episode number five. And today we have a super special guest, someone that started at our school at the same time I did. And she is Miss Sabrina Salvatierra. You may know her as our 10th grade math teacher. Welcome. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you inviting me to this. I feel cool like being on a podcast, like my own, yeah. <laughs> our own podcast. You are cool. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, awesome. I mean, I also appreciate you taking the time to record because I know this is a really busy time for teachers all over with distance learning and, and having to prepare digitally, which is like super tough and maybe tougher than some people realize. Um, so I appreciate you coming on. And so you know the, the goal of this is for our community to get to know each other, make connections. And I think in many ways, and, and I feel like you and I talked about this a little bit of, we don't know the students as well as we would if they were in person. And so this is an opportunity for them to get to know you a little bit and yeah. for me as well. So my first question is, who were you in high school? What were you like as a student? Um, honestly, I was, my parents were really hard on me with school. So it was like ingrained in me that it was like the one thing I had to be really good at. And, um, that's because both my parents are not from this country. They both immigrated here. And so they, you know, the kind of typical story of they want better for me, like than they wanted for themselves. And so school is always really important. Um, so I was a pretty good student, a little bit of what you would call like a teacher's pet, but okay. I also said the better you get in with your teachers, the more you can like kind of work your way through a lot of things. <laughs> so hint, hint, I thought it was a sophomore's hint, hint. Exactly. Right. It's a strategy, not a suck up <laughs> tool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was a good, I was a good student, but I was a athlete. Um, and I did feel a lot of pressure to always keep up with school though. And I, that did get overwhelming. And, um, sometimes that pressure has even shaped who I am as an adult today a lot so of you know always needing to be kind of like perfect or needing to like have things done all the time and be in control of a lot of things so um I understand that pressure that came from my parents you know was a good I appreciate it uh, now but um it was also a lot at sometimes um but yeah yeah I played water polo in high school and I ran track and field um nice. and I swam so I was I was always big on sports um what, what events yeah. did you do in track and field? Um, I used to do the the 50 and the 100-yard, like, sprint. Dang, so I was, like, a short-term short runner. Yeah. Nice. And then I found water polo, and I actually – and swim, and I decided I liked that better. So I ended up sticking with that for a long time. Oh, cool. Long. Yeah. Very cool. Now, I, I'm curious. Like, you talked about pressure, and mm -hmm. you mentioned the word perfect. 
Mm-hmm. How do you balance that? Because I know that that's a challenge for a lot of us of like when we have really high expectations, right? How do you temper that? How do you keep a balance? Um, I notice I compare myself a lot to people and I am always looking at, I always do believe you should surround yourself around like people who are doing like great in life or just, you know, who are do, like doing something that is, you know, very similar to your goals, I guess, you know? Um, and I think that's important, but I think it's important to want to achieve more, but not to compare yourself to those people. Cause I feel like sometimes I see people I'm like, Oh, they're doing so much better than me. Or like, Oh, they got the answer a lot quicker than me. Even math teachers, like, Oh my God, you got the answer so much quicker. You looked at that so differently. And why didn't I think of that? And, um, I think it's just important to value your own thinking. And I, and I've been trying, even as an adult, like I said, it's hard to really look at what am I good at? What, what resources do I offer? Because there is something, even when I don't always feel that way, you know, there is something. Absolutely. Um, So there's no perfectness, you know, like, and that's hard to, to, I don't know. That's like hard to like, realize sometimes you know so right it's a struggle I still struggle with it I really do but um I also like try to lean on the people who are really um supportive in my life who you know make me feel like I I am valued and I am I am doing good in life and so yeah man that (laughs) was amazing I really really appreciate you sharing all of that um because I, I think especially in high school and and as like in life, right? There's always pressures. There's always someone doing something that you wish you could do or want to do and you're not there yet. But to be able to manage that pressure and and understand like you can get there too Mm -hmm. is is important, right? Like there's no such thing as perfection, like you said. And then the other part of that is you mentioned surrounding yourself with people that are doing the things that you want to do and and people that can lift you up, right. And and help you level up. Um, And that reminds me of uh, one of my friends who has been a mentor in many ways, once told me that you set a bar for yourself with the people you surround yourself with, you know, so everyone in your life and maybe not every single person, right. But the people you choose to hang around with should be doing those things that you aspire to. And then that's how, you know, you build and you learn and you grow and you evolve into those people. Exactly. And not that you want to be just like them or better than them, but it's like your own version of that. Right. And I think that's like you said, that's it's a struggle because most of us I almost feel like it's human nature. Like we can't help but compare ourselves, right? And and some yeah. of us do a better job of not beating ourselves up over it, you know, but yeah, some people right. are, I, I'm, I'm not always good at it. I can be really hard on myself, you know, right. and I, it's, like I said, it's not always easy to manage, but um, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Thank <laughs> and, you. I really appreciate you saying all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, nice. Okay. So academics, sounds like you were solid. You were an athlete, so mm-hmm. really busy. Did you work during high school or were you just a student? Yeah, when I, um, I always, always like wanted to make my own money and my, anytime I ever got like 
birthday money or just anything. I always saved it because I always valued buying my own things. Um, so right when I was able to work, when I was 16, um, I got a school permit and asked my parents to get a job and I, uh, I got a job as a lifeguard. Oh, wow. Um, that was my first job. Yeah. When I was 16, um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, but it was a great first job. Um, and yeah, but a lot, it was like the cool job to work at too, because everyone like in high school, that was like one of the few jobs that yeah. you, you could work in my hometown. And where were you a lifeguard? Um, I grew up in like Palm Springs area. And so I used to work actually for Not Soak City. It's not, it's not called that anymore in my hometown. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. I used to be Not Soak City. Um, water park. Water park, yeah. And I think that also came because I was a swimmer. So I was like, oh, this will be yeah. a job to get. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. yeah. Right on. All right. So now I know we have students right now that are in the middle of trying to figure out what they're going to do next, right? Our seniors yeah. are in the thick of college applications, figuring out life after high school. What helped you figure out what you were going to do after graduation? I first want to just really say, like, especially if you're a senior, it's okay to have no idea what you want right now. It's totally okay because I felt like I needed to know. Um, that comes with another pressure part. It's like, I felt like I needed to know exactly what I was going to do, what I was going to major in. And if I didn't pick the right one, I wouldn't get into the school I wanted and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I did know that I always wanted to continue my education. So that is something, again, probably that came like from my parents instilling school being really important to me. Um, and I ended up in San Diego because it was the one place that I always vacationed that I just really enjoyed. And I was like, I want to go to San Diego. And it was far enough away from home, but mm -hmm. close enough away from home too, you know? So mm -hmm. parents couldn't pop up on the weekend right away, but if they really needed me, I could, <laughs> they could find me. Um, but I had no idea what I wanted to do as a job. I just knew I wanted to go to college. Um, and I probably, I got to college and probably changed my mind in my head about my major like 10 to 20 times. And it took me two years of being into college to completely change my major. <laughs> um, what did you start out as? As a business major, um, because I was going to school to what I thought was going to, I was going to be a lawyer, but found out it just wasn't for me. I wasn't passionate about it. And uh, I, I think that I had pressure again from other people kind of telling me what they thought I, I should be or what they mm -hmm. thought I was good at, you know, and I didn't give myself a chance to think about what I wanted because I just didn't know because at 18 it's okay to not know. <laughs> yeah. And I, there are times where I would have probably made different decisions, but I'm ha like, I'm happy where I'm at now. So, um, yeah, it, it took time. I just, I knew where like my location I wanted to be at was, and I kind of ran with that. And then I got yeah. here and just kind of let life flow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, there's several things I relate to, like the getting away from home. Mm -hmm. I applied to San Diego State and Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Mm -hmm. And I chose San Luis Obispo because it was four hours away from home, like yeah. just far enough to where my mom couldn't show up unannounced. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
And, and similarly, like I grew up knowing that, well, it wasn't that I wanted to go to college. It's that my mom and my sister always told me that I had to, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I just knew that. Um, and then just the pressures of people kind of putting their own expectations on you, right? Like there was a, I grew up Catholic, going to church every Sunday growing up. Um, I've strayed from that as an adult. Um, but I remember there was several people there that like swore that I would become a priest one day. And and it's funny because, you know, like people have these ideas, right? Like they see you and they're like, oh, you'd be great at this and this. And you're like, no, like actually this has nothing to do with what I want. No. Um, so I love that you're saying that, right? Like don't put too much pressure on knowing exactly what it is because a lot of us change majors. A lot of us, I mean, some folks even change schools, right? Like they transfer and that's okay. Yeah, um, I almost did that, but I just really? ended up sticking with it. But yeah, I, um, and a piece of advice I want to say too, is like anywhere you go, like try to just make it through that first year. It's the hardest. I feel like it's the hardest, but mm-hmm. I feel like anywhere you go, just at least try it out the first year and then make your decision, you know, like change yeah. it from there. But and then one yeah. more question though, like you, so you mentioned you wanted to go, why did you want to go to college? Um, I just knew that education, like, especially in America and everything is, you know, it would have provided me more opportunities that I wanted. And, um, not that I think college is the only way by any means, cause there's amazing trades. And, you know, I even, I'm even a fan of going to community college, but don't let yourself get stuck and then, and transferring, you know, but, right. um, yeah, I, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Just that you knew you wanted to go to college. And I think oh. you answered that, right? Like, oh, yeah. Opportunities. I, yeah, I just like, I thought it would just give me better opportunities. And, and it really has, you know, I, I have the ability to do a lot of different things. And um, I like, I, I like that security, um, which is, is nice. So, yeah. Nice. Super cool. And then when you switched majors, did you go right into math? Or at what point did you decide math was going to be your thing? I, so like I said, I changed my major in my head a million times. So I took different classes. I tried all these things and, um, I just kind of had an epiphany one day. I don't know. I was helping my roommate with her work and I was like, I feel like deep down I had always known I wanted to be a teacher, but I was really scared out of it because of all the pink slips that were going around that time and all these things, you know? So, um, yeah, I kind of just had an epiphany and I kn- knew that that was something I, 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 it's like, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I just didn't know what I wanted to teach. And I ended up picking math probably cause that's what was my best subject in school. Um, so I, I ended up deciding to get a math degree for teaching specifically. Uh, but I just want everyone to know that as a math teacher, I am still learning math and I struggle and some days I'm a couple ahead, a couple days ahead of my students. To be honest, I want to be like really honest about that because I just want you to know that you're not, you don't need to know everything about math, and that even as somebody who considers himself a math person, as you call them, uh, it's still a struggle for me. And I work through yeah. problems every day, and I learn so much from my students. And you know, I. <clears throat> I thought I was good at math, but I've been checked quite a few times, you know, that I, it's, it's a, everyone needs to learn it. And it's a growing process for everyone, even 
people who you think it seems easy for. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that, that speaks to being a lifelong learner, right? Like Absolutely. you never truly master anything. There's always, especially nowadays, like everything is changing so fast and so quickly. The access to information is, is like every day we have access to more and more. You know, so I, I think you're speaking to just life in general, mm-hmm. right? Like everybody's good at something. Everybody yep. is, is going to know a little bit more than you or a little bit less at different times. And it's okay, right? Like it's part of the process. And, you know, I love that. Um, and then one thing I, I just, I don't know if every student or any, everyone listening will know what a pink slip is. And that's uh, essentially at the end of some school years, some teachers get laid off. Uh, when they get laid off, they get a pink slip, like literally a pink piece of paper that lets them know they might not have a job the next year. And um, like Sabrina is saying, for a lot of folks, that, that does keep us away from the profession because it's uncertain. Um, sometimes it's not the best paying job, the most glamorous job, but I think we can both <laughs> say, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but I love working in education. I love being around young people. Uh, I'm a silly guy. I love to joke, and I feel like it's the perfect environment for me. I don't think I could be serious all day and, and go to an office building. Show up in a suit you know? all day. I, like yeah. every day, it's, I mean, yeah, I agree. I I love working in education, even just being it in the last couple, you know, just a couple of years. And I, I love it. And secret to all you, like, I actually want to be uh, Enrique's position in a few years. Oh, yes. That's a goal I'm working that's, towards. So talk about that. that's the first time I've said that out loud. So everyone that yeah. listens to this gets to know that. But um, I love being in the classroom with my students. But I, um, I feel like I, I want that one on one connection that and with and I also love the, the fact that you get to work with the staff as well. And so um, yeah, yeah. And I I feel like I can make even more of an impact outside of the classroom as well. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so excited that you just said that. Um, yeah. So again, I think it's important to just, I, you know, always want more for yourself. It's okay to be comfortable and be happy, but if there's like yeah. a goal you have in mind is like, don't settle for just where you're at. If you want something and, you know, continue to make moves to get to that point, you know, and absolutely um, don't stop growing. Don't, don't stop growing. Don't ever yeah. stop learning. Don't ever like feel like you are at the top of anything because you can always be better. Um, nice. All right. Well, dang, that was a lot. You got a lot yeah. of wisdom <laughs> that you just shared today. Do you have any last thoughts? Like, you know, we're in distance learning. I know for some of us, this is really tough. Um, I mean, I enjoy my personal time and quiet time, but like, yeah. I feel like I'm at that the edge where like enough is enough. I need some social. I need some in person. Um, <laughs> what do you have? What are you thinking? That well, I just I want to say that I you know I want my students to know that I I know all my peers too are trying their best, but you know I I can't speak for everyone, but I do know that I'm doing my best in that to hear all my students out and um, to hear their needs and you know their wants and everything and. Um, but it's hard and I, and I get that some days it's a struggle because some days, even as your teacher, it's hard to get onto that zoom, but I'm, I make it happen because I want to be there for all of you. And, um, you know, so I, I get those days that it's hard. Um, 
And my biggest thing that I miss though, is I miss seeing your faces and not seeing your faces on the cameras even is so hard for me some days because there's this lack of empathy that I have once I get to know or like that I can't have right now. But once I get to know you, I can like learn about you more. And even like, you might think it's silly, but just being able to see your face makes such a difference. And I, I remember your name a lot better and, um, that's the part I miss. And, you know, I, I, it's why I show my face to all of you every day. And, um, that's one thing that I like really hope for distance learning that, you know, I, I understand things are going on at home though, you know, and, and I don't, I'm not trying to make people feel pressured or feel bad about not turning their cameras on, but right. I just want them to know how much, like, I just, I miss that interaction, that human interaction and staring at a blank screen sometimes is just like, Ugh, it can be draining. So yeah, but, I agree. I mean, it's hard, right? Like your teaching can be, and I feel like for all teachers, but teachers at high tech high, especially, it's it's a very personal thing when when yeah. we share our plans, when we deliver our content. It's a very personal experience, mm-hmm. and it's hard enough no matter what. But then when you're speaking to a zoom screen full of just names or photos not actual faces yeah it can be it's hard because you don't know you don't know how people are receiving it you don't know if they're tuned in if they're doing something else if they're even there exactly right? so, so i love that but, y'all i encourage you all adults and students turn mm-hmm. your camera on even just for a couple minutes or a moment you know yeah. say what's up say hi let us hear you, see you, because um, just like you, I'm I'm meeting students for the first time too, you know. And if I don't see them, then I feel like I don't know them. Like I just know what they sound like. Yeah. You know? Sometimes like, not even that. Sometimes yeah. I don't even you know what they sound like. <laughs> so, yeah. but so speak up, turn your cameras on. Um, and I really appreciate your time, Sabrina. I'm excited that you would love to be in administration someday. We'll definitely be talking we'll about talk that yeah. in the future, in the near future. Um, but a couple of things that I, I just want to repeat that you said, don't put too much pressure on yourself, whether it's on your performance, on the things you do. Try not to compare yourself unless it's to motivate yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Only and compare then, yourself to yourself, no one else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do better than you did yesterday. Yeah. Right? And I think the other thing that you said about going to college or life after high school, like you had a destination in mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like you knew you wanted to be in San Diego and yeah. you pursued that. And I feel like that oftentimes is overlooked when we're thinking about colleges or where, mm-hmm. what you want to do you can also make that decision based on an area of the country you'd like to live in or the city or the state, right? And including other parts of the world. Um, And apply to all those colleges in those areas. That's what I did in San Diego. I applied to all three big schools. I said, I'm going to go to one of them. (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect, right? Like exactly. Don't limit yourself. Most schools offer a lot of the same majors. You know, they all just specialize in something slightly different. So exactly. thank you for your time. We really appreciate you. Thank yeah. you for all you do for our students. And thank you to we'll you too, Enrique. I, 
I think this is awesome that you're doing this. And I want to say thank you for having me. I feel like honored to be here. So, and to all the students listening, I have love for all of you. And, you know, thank you for all the experiences you've given me and all the stuff that you as students are teaching me as a teacher. So, um, yeah, thank you to all of you as well. So, yeah. All right. Well, bye bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you.